And then oh, Mark, very nice to meet you. I'm sorry, I, I should I should uh, formally introduce myself. Or E, how did you put it, John? Uh, e introduce or something. E E meet. E meet. There we go. Yeah, yeah, you you as well, man. I've been a, a fan of your channel for a while, so I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you were actually recommended quite a few times by our own listeners to have you come on. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because every every episode we just say like, hey, if you want any specific YouTubers or anybody that you want, because you know our the main people we interview in our podcast are either people who have founded companies in the fashion space or people who do channels in the fashion space, and and you would definitely be considered that. And we had a couple of people say, hey, you should get the urban gentry guy. Hey, but people do call you the governor because your YouTube channel, your YouTube channel says, yeah, I, it's a very bizarre thing that I don't know. It it started. Uh, a couple of years ago as a joke and then it just caught on and people just I, I, I think it's the British being British in, in, in the United States it just kind of caught on I don't know why and it has nothing to do with the, the, the mad guy from with the tank in uh, Dawn, uh, what is it Walking Walking Dead or whatever <laughs> that, that, would oh, be, right, yeah. <laughs> that would be a bit yeah so it's nothing to do with that but I, um, yeah it's, you know I, I don't mind I, it's charming. I find it. I find it. You know, it's a compliment. I guess. Well, great. We John, can, can I actually ask you a question? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to know why you called your your channel the Cavalier because you know you know in the United Kingdom it means something. I don't know if you're aware of what it means. Oh, is it something bad? No, 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 not at oh. all. I mean, if you look at the etymology of the word, it was. It started as an insult for the as um, to call the the royalist uh, cavalrymen, cavalrymen, but then it turned into they they flipped it and and started calling themselves cavaliers and and used it as a you know they kind of spinned it on its head and um, I was just one I, I wanted to know what was the logic behind that. I actually chose it because of the German translation as gentleman, and so in the yeah in the states too you know if you're considered a cavalier usually spelled with a K, then you're like a, mm. a rebel or or somebody who's a little bit outside of the norms. But <clears throat> the Cavalier with a K in German, as I understood it, I mean, it, you could you could tell me one way or another, I understood that to be gentlemen. And so then I, I'll, I'll <clears throat> everything uh, I like to do is kind of through the lens of modern gentlemen. So, and if, okay. if it has a little rebellious into it, that's fine too, because that was the former my younger me right well, I, I wasn't aware there was a, a, a different spelling because the is in, in english it's c so that's very cool i like that i like that i just i just wondered maybe you were diehard uh, charles the first royalist or something <laughs> no but i'm always yeah, yeah. trying to get more and a historical education so i like all the little nuggets mm -hmm. that you drop as we go through with uh any anything related yeah. to, to the watches and yeah all right yeah sure cool, cool. um yeah so you want to fire away? Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll kick it off. So I'm kind of interested, and in, this is like a bit of a tangent, but I also have a background in music. And if, if you were getting into it today, this mm. year, what would you what would you do? Because I feel like the going to school for audio production, getting an internship at a big studio, and getting a yeah. gig is not almost yeah. not even a thing anymore. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> I would advise. I would I would have said what my parents said. Well, actually, my 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 mother was all for it. She's she comes from an arts background. 
she was an artist and my and my father's uh he's a surgeon so he he's like no what, what are you doing you know um i would highly advise against it but you know what you got to pursue what you love and i i just i loved music but it got to a point where i couldn't i couldn't financially um continue. i had to diversify you have to diversify your skill set that's all you know it's fundamental i uh the, in the very last days I had a manager trying, they wanted me to make, produce uh, Lady Gaga style beats for, for, for rappers. And I was just, that's not what I do. And it's, it's when you, when you ever, you're forced to do something you don't want to do. It's just, it's not, you know, from a creative standpoint, it's just, it's suicide. And um, that's when I knew I had to get out. Um, I would advise highly against unless you're supremely talented you've got some god-given gift then go for it follow your dreams but um but that's the, the thing i think i i feel you've got to embrace the um youtube and um the online world uh if you can do it as a secondary job you know because you can produce yourself you can mix yourself it's the technology is affordable now uh, at one at one point i was i was um recording using a closet as a vocal booth just to earn extra money at home um, and just doing it guerrilla style. And it was, you know, it was, you know, I paid the rent, you know, so um, you just have to adapt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to know, bro. What, tell me about your involvement in music. Well, I, I grew up playing a uh, classical piano from like a very early age. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, my, my parents, it's funny, actually, they weren't musicians, but they just, I don't know, they just had that instinct to put me and my siblings in classical piano lessons. So that, that's what we did. And then started playing drums in a jazz band in high school and got into some some rock bands. And uh, and then eventually I, I tried to make a go at the, at the music industry, but not instead of with the studio, I, I was running my own little studio. And, uh, but, you know, I... I I was kind of trying to do it the old school way too. And I was, I was really more of a, I felt more like a studio manager than a, mm. a, a real um, business owner, you know? So, I mean, if, if right. I, if I could go back and this, this was, this was a few years ago. I mean, it, it was, we had YouTube, we had the internet, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I could do that again, I would probably uh, be much more active uh, with putting my own content out. Mm. Um, yeah you know, probably for free even, I mean, or, or maybe selling, selling licenses and stuff, but, but I ended up kind of, um, kind of just letting that be, um, more of an avocation, you know, and, and a hobby. And I still play right. a little bit, but it's not, it's not a moneymaker or anything like that. Right. Right. Interesting. What, can I ask what kind of, uh, classical music you, you played? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you know, since I was, I started as a little kid, so I was, I was playing all the, all the normal stuff that uh that kids play, you know, Mozart and Bach and stuff. And then once oh, once I got so cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I definitely if, if I have kids one day, I definitely want to get them involved in music because it doesn't really go away, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I I can still play a little bit. Um, so and once and once you learn classical or jazz, I mean, you mm. you can play pop, you can play anything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. I have have you ever seen the the film shine about the, uh, the I don't pianist think so. 
uh, uh, what's his name? Lithgot or Lithgo, I think it. Yeah, it's great, great movie. It's um, about this uh, quite eccentric pianist who went a bit insane. He was he was obsessed, but with Rachmaninoff, and he was just he was determined to. Um, he he went to. Um, uh, I forget the school's name. Uh, Royal Albert. Um, oh, I forget. But anyway, you you you'd enjoy that. It's a fantastic movie. Anyway, so so what, so what is your favorite? Who, who's your favorite composer? I, I think I enjoyed playing Bach the most because it was nice. it was um yeah it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm left-handed is is a uh, I think maybe one of the reasons I, I liked it because it was very it's almost it's very much like actually playing drums because it's it's a uh, very independent. Like your left hand right. is not just a supporting character; it's like actually doing a complicated runs just like your right hand so that, that was a that was a lot of fun very cool yeah. very cool um can, can i ask what your favorite piece is oh man it's been it's been a while since i since i played uh a lot of classical but i i'd say you know because i i only got so advanced with um before i kind of stopped playing classical and went into other stuff but so, so I, I was playing, you know, two and three part uh, uh, movements with, um, uh, with you know, the, the, the Bach pieces. So it wasn't anything mm -hmm. like too crazy. Um, and I, I had some friends who were, who were getting into rock line off and stuff. And, you know, that was, mm -hmm. that was about when I, I think it was like 16 or 17. And I kind of transitioned into, uh, into drums, you know. Right, so I, right. I, I, def I definitely stopped at like, you know, maybe a teenage level, but, but the thing is, e even with the, um, like I played a lot of like Clementi, like Sonatinas and stuff like that. And it wasn't, mm. it wasn't the most advanced stuff, but I, I did, you know, I, I played competitively and I, I won a few competitions and I think it was because it was, it's more about the feeling, you know, not necessarily right, how absolutely. technically hard something is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the same with anything in life. I, I feel if you've got the feeling and the passion and the love for it, it just comes through. It doesn't matter the technical, you know, the, yeah. Anyway, we're totally going off on the tangent. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, going off right. the rails. <laughs> John, bring us back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What well, watches are you guys, do you guys lust after? I'm curious to know. I, I was actually, I was just going to ask you, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm wearing my SKX 013 right now, which is yay! I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's my you know daily wear pretty much. But I actually just got a uh, an oyster for it from a strap code, so I'm hoping that that comes in and looks good. But um, but you know, I I've been thinking. So at first, I, I was thinking, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way up. You know, if I hit certain milestones, yeah. I'll you know kind of work my way up, maybe get a vintage Omega, and then you know eventually. Um, you know, adventure day trust, but but now I've, nice. I've kind of changed my approach a little bit in the because I'm kind of minimalist, you know, I don't like to own a lot of right. stuff. Um, right. so I'm actually thinking like I might I might just go straight to um, kind of you know, one of my grail watches, which right now I'm really I'm really looking at the uh, the day trust 1603. Nice, yeah, and and I know it's yeah. like it's kind of it's so popular and it's almost cliche, but I, I have a a friend that has one, and every time I see him, I'm just like, I just, I just want that, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the one for you. That's, that's, it's like true love, you know? I mean, I hate, I hate to simplify it, but 
you know, if that if it does it for you, that it's going to have a long, you know, you're going to have a long relationship. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's yeah. worth going like for something like that or whatever your grill is? Do you think it's worth, you know, paying a little bit extra to go through one of like maybe an independent dealer, um, not not necessarily a boutique or something, but but an independent mm. dealer to source it? And and you know the, the second part of that question, like, do you get asked to source watches all the time? I do, and and I I I recently I decided I'm I don't want to I don't want to become a watch dealer. I I. I don't have time for it, and also, if uh, heaven forbid something goes wrong, you know, it's it's just going to be it's too risky. Um, it is a risky business. I I I can't lie to you. There are reputable dealers that I deal with and I buy from, um, and that I'll be happy enough to 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 pass along details afterwards if 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 you're interested. Uh, that I have I I have like three watch dealers I know, and I just they email me what they have and I just buy off them. Um, so I, it's, it's a relationship thing. I mean, you start, start, I would, I would recommend buying, you mentioned a, a vintage Amiga. That's a great place to start with a, with a quality Swiss vintage piece. Um, buy, because you know, you, you, you're spending four, five to a thousand and beyond. You're not, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, if you're not happy with it for whatever reason, I would start there uh, because it, it, when you step up to the uh, the Rolex, we're talking several thousand at least. So uh, go with the go with the Amiga. Um, and actually, I, I know one guy that has that I bought a beautiful vintage piece from the 1950s. Incredible, a, a patina dial. It looks like marble. Um, and I got it for an absolute bargain. It was it was a smidgen over three hundred dollars, and those are friend prices, you know. But um, start with that. I'll 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 give I'll pass along the details, because um, people like that, they've been around the block so many times. They could just look at a watch and they can tell everything's original. They they open up the back and they can, they can just instantly. They have decades of experience, and that's what you, what you need. Um, and I and recently I've seen a lot of watch dealers try and um, kind of infiltrate my 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 Facebook group and uh, um, sell Franken watches to to my audience, which was just not on, you know. So now we have this no watch dealer kind of uh, rule um, to protect, you know, to protect the members, um, but. So it's very risky, but you get you get a, a seasoned veteran, you'll be absolutely fine. So I'll, I'll, you know I'll be more than happy to pass along those details to you. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, I mean for I, for me, I, I would definitely lean towards, you know, paying a little bit extra and and starting to build a relationship. Absolutely. Uh, especially you know then obviously work with them again in the future versus yeah yeah maybe save a little bit if you go the eBay route, but it's it's I mean there's already people. You know, people like you and, and and a lot of others who are kind of uh who have figured that out. You know, so I think right. it's, it Absolutely. seems kind of competitive and risky. John, can I ask? Uh, I mean, you you've bought your Grail, haven't you? That uh, that beautiful Amiga. What's next on your agenda? Um, I've I wanted for years. I was searching for. I wanted like a 1965 to a 1968 vintage, either a Seamaster or 
I think the Speedmaster started right in that decade too. So right. I've always wanted yeah. something. I want something that's a solid yellow gold with a like a brown leather bracelet. And so uh, that's going to be my next. You know, the next time I have a a big month at work or or a big a big nice. thing happens, it would be that '60s era Seamaster or something. Absolutely. I want like a dress. Oh, that's that's the gold. I I, I really do feel that's the golden era for uh, Amiga. And then one of the few times that gold is can be so classy. I, yeah, absolutely cool. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I even called when I when the Omega put out the video about the Commander's Edition a few weeks ago, mm. like the very early one. I actually called Brock and I was like, Brock, should I buy this watch? I don't know if I should buy this. <laughs> I had a very big moral <laughs> dilemma over it because it was it's the first time I've I've ever bought anything like that for myself and. Uh, I actually, right. in the beginning of the call, I was switching it back to my my uh, metal bracelet because I'm heading out on vacation and I want to be wearing this the whole time. Oh, that's right. Yes, nice, very nice. Um, yeah, get some memories associated with the watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's it's almost like um, it's almost like fragrances. You know, you can you can kind of uh, create these triggers. You know, if you wear a certain watch and a certain fragrance on it vacation oh, wow. and those those two things will always trigger that memory absolutely that's a very good point yeah um so sorry I, I, we, we're talking about watches now um what, what is your next question oh yeah i was just gonna just start to wrap it up here mm. yeah there's a you you said that that's that's good we, we'll, we'll end up cutting there there was in some of your videos you say um i think you say da daft doffed and, and every time i think like I, I should use that word more i just so watching some of your videos helps expand my vocabulary right good, good. yeah uh, yeah I, I every so often it, it happens this um the other way around as well i my wife because my wife's american obviously but um she sometimes says some words that i just like especially sports because i'm not familiar with with baseball or american football and i'm just get completely lost you know but yeah yeah anyway so what what it, what's um how long have you been you guys been uh, on youtube um i've i've been i well i started my website in 2012 actually like early 2013 and then right. i had a youtube channel i think since i don't know 2015 or something but i've really been more active with it this year right right yeah, yeah. Mine was really January of 2015 was my first my first video, and then across 2016 I started to do more frequent uploads. And like this year, I've been posting nearly every weekday, and so I'm definitely I definitely have the the hopes to to build it into something that I can dedicate full time to. But that's nice. my nice, uh, yeah. Cool man. What a world we live in where somebody would hope to build up a channel where they post videos on the internet and that could be their, their full-time thing. Yeah, it, it is a bit surreal. It, it, it is quite bizarre. It's, it's, um, do you guys, um, uh, do, do, you get, do you get a lot of trolls? Well, we just talked to another YouTuber um, at, this afternoon, and he said that um, he's actually from the UK. He's a he's a smaller channel, but uh, he said he just gets demoralized and he gets a lot. Um, I actually have virtually none in my comments. I'm not sure why. I get very right. few negative comments. I see some, you know, every once in a while I get them, 
I see a few on blocks yeah. too much, but uh, yeah. I think once you cross a certain threshold, you become a target. And especially, yeah, um, absolutely. And Ben brought this up earlier, as he said, some of the videos that he d does start, the, you know, they they wound people up. The topics that you talk about get people a little mm -hmm. bit fired up, and so they're more more enticed to comment and say something negative. Yeah, I yeah, because I I was I I was talking to a friend of mine who's like a golf enthusiast and i was so surprised to learn that on the forums because he, uh, he's also a watch enthusiast but he said in the in the golf uh, forums it gets just as bad because unfortunately there's a lot in the watch community so there's a because there's, a, there's a, a division within you know so, some people don't even consider rolex you know anything below rolex is absolutely rubbish and blah 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 <laughs> um yeah it's it's, it's really boring um, no, I was just curious if it's the same because you guys are obviously more style, more fashion. Uh, there there the are there are a lot. I I, I think. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I've I've a lot of people banned and a whole list of black you know blacklist of certain words and yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think there is something special about watches that it's it's so weird that people get so passionate and almost anything you say any any stance you take someone is going to disagree and like it's almost like they're oh, like yeah. emotionally hurt about it it's crazy absolutely oh yeah oh, totally. yeah one of my more recent videos i talked about like cheap lower-end watches and youtube has given it a lot a lot of love and i get tons of comments on that and it isn't even necessarily people attacking the other people in the comments but sometimes they just attack me and they're like you don't even know what you're talking about and it's like well if you watch the video i I tried to just present factual information, and uh, sometimes I'll just comment and say, "Did you watch the video?" And they'll come back saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I get it all the time. I think um, if I've learned anything from YouTube, it's it's just to 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 be just to not pay attention, you know, and, and really. I mean, obviously, pay attention to the audience, but don't, I never answer it. You know, I I, I never respond, and um, I, I used to get quite kind of not upset, but I, a little bit insulted. If people take it so personally, uh, uh, but I if if I'm gonna recommend anything to you guys, it's just because you're obviously gonna talk about watches, and you, you're gonna get the odd the odd watch. Uh, keyboard warrior um yeah just to completely ignore it and don't don't pay no mind to it. i mean that's the part part of the game isn't it you put your, your head out there yeah uh, absolutely now this this might be like a, a topic you could expand on in a full video but I, it just came to me as i was sitting here looking at some of brock's grail watches is um, please tell me, yeah what would be what would be your hypothesis as to why Rolex has become the de facto in the industry? You know, I don't, you know, I, I want to respect your time and, and everything else, but have you covered that? And I could just go watch the video. Um, kind of. I did a video a long time ago about ten, ten things that everybody should know about Rolex, um, and it kind of. I, you know, I went into their history, and it was based on an article written by Ariel Adams, who's who's a big watch guy. He's a he's founder of a blog to watch, um, and 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 now he lives in Hollywood. But uh, he back in the day, he used to write fantastic articles, uh, and this was one of them. And I think that kind of explains it. 
I got to pull, it it pull it up right now. I'll, I'll check it out. Cool, cool. But it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I think I had just got out of hospital, and I, I, I my hair was slicked back, and and yeah, I, I looked pretty, pretty dodgy. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just <laughs> curious because one of the sites that I shop a lot for the vintage is WannaBuyAWatch.com. They have a, like a, sh a store out in LA, and they just have a section dedicated to Rolex, and they have like vintage Swiss, vintage American, and so. You just, you know, can, you wonder can why. You just, um, can you just uh, tell me exactly how you put it? Why Rolex? Because you said it perfectly. Why Rolex is so, because I'm writing this down. Is yeah. so how Rolex became the de facto or how Rolex became the, the uh, you know, standard or. Became. Became. The de facto. I'll, I'll put king because because they got the crown. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you. I will definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, that's your next viral. That's your next viral video. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I will be sure to give you a shout out. Don't worry. Um, but actually, I got to say that uh, Rolex is a is a great brand to talk about, and I, I adore Rolex. There is. Oh man, I talk about like like the mystery of brands. You know, I mean, like like I was looking at um the Theo and Harris uh, shop on their website. And right. there was this Tudor oyster date. And I was like, this, this is a date just, it looks just like mm. it, you know, basically yeah. the same thing, but I just want the one, I want the Rolex, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. there's something irrational about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say there is a, a noticeable difference when, if you, if you put a, a Tudor Prince next to a date just, you, and you wore each one for a week. You you would you would pick up on the refinements, but um, you would eventually. I mean, it's undoubtedly you know it's it's, it's going to happen. But how, how do you how do you know if um, that just reminded me? And, and I mean, not not any specific dealers, but like there's there's all these dealers popping up. How do you know if someone's reputable? You know, because you can you Google a certain dealer and it's you might hear one right. bad thing, you know, like one horror story yeah. on, on some forum, but then otherwise, you know, pretty good stuff. So like, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you think that in general it's something you have to look out for? Or do you think that most of these younger dealers are, are actually good, you know, good people to work with? Um, I'm naturally, I'm, I'm a little bit dismissive of, of, of younger dealers because it, it takes so, such a long time to, to really, know the in, ins and outs of a watch um i would my my biggest telltale sign is is how the communication with the dealer like the guy i was uh, recommending you to about the omega um when he when he sold me a watch he wasn't pushy he wasn't and he kept in the emails he kept dropping little bits of knowledge in the emails about the movement and about this and that and he, and I could just tell that he was an older gentleman, had been around the block, but at the same time wasn't messing about, wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't trying to sell me. He, he was genuinely, um, concern, not concerned, that's not the right word, he was genuinely um, focused on, on making sure that I liked the watch and that that I knew everything about it. You could, you could, you look at the listings, look at their interaction, the way they they talk to you, the the language they use in the email. Just, I mean, 
you just pick up on it. And after I, I bought a Seamaster, it was a, a 70s Seamaster, which for me, 70s Amiga is like a no-go. I had such a bad experience with it because the, the, after the, the golden era of the, the 50s and 60s, they had a bit of a wobbly in the 70s and they released the, the 1000 series of movements, which were um, just, I mean, I mean, you can buy one and you can, you can they, they'll work to the, to, uh, maybe it will work your whole life, but generally they were known for being a little bit um, faulty, a little bit um, unreliable. Anyway, so I bought this watch off him and it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was a great deal, but I couldn't get over at how untouched it was. And he was so preoccupied with making sure that, you know, the dial of the hands and blah, 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 wasn't, wasn't, wasn't messed up. And, and then he emailed me a, a week and he said, oh, I just got this other Amiga in, you might be interested. And, um, we got talking and it was the interaction. It was just the way he talked. It was the way he, he talked about watches. You can just tell, you know, he's not, he's not there to make a quick buck. He's there to sell you a watch that you love. And, and I, and it come really comes down to that. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, that's the most important thing. Because we've had a lot of drama, especially in my group. And you know that the the ban hammer has had to come down several times. I, I've had one person sell a, a Franken watch to another member, and I'm just, I can't have that going on in my group. And you know, even if my admins or I'm loathed for introducing these rules, it's there to protect the members. And um, uh, but but these guys, they they these newcomers, these young bucks, they it's going to catch up with them. You can't do business like that, you know eventually it will catch up so and that's a good reason why i'm not i'm not i'm not interested in dealing i don't want to sure i don't want to touch it you know mm-hmm. now tgv i should have done i should have done this right from the very beginning what's your Sorry. wristwatch what's your wristwatch check today <laughs> actually i uh, i'm wearing my um uh gmt master 2 uh i i nicknamed it the hoffman because dustin Hoffman wears one in marathon man so yeah, it's just I it's it's I watch I wear a lot because it's the GMT I got I can keep track of London time so yeah that's great. What about right. you? What are you, what are you wearing? I told you I just put my Seamaster on the the oh, new course. Commanders right right when we started. Um, actually, here one last thing I'll show you and then and then we'll let you go. So my son, uh, my very my very first real watch that I bought as like an adult was a a mundane Swiss Railways watch. It's like the quartz nice. version. And for um, my wedding, I bought my wife the ladies' version. It's both; they're both on like the steel band. Uh, can you nice. see my screen here? Uh, I just shared my screen. If you click oh. on Go to Meeting, so my I put it on my son right. as a joke one day, and now when he wakes up in the morning, he points to his wrist, asking to put on his watch, and so he wears that watch every day now. Oh, that's fantastic! Is that your son? Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah, we actually have. I, so I got uh, this one here. So that's me wearing it, and then he's him wearing his. Oh, that's perfect! Nice. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. <laughs> Fits him like a glove. He's he's got he's got bigger wrists than me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's tight. <laughs> but no, it's uh, 
that people that's like the number one thing people will pick out is uh he's wearing his his little mundane watch oh that is great that is priceless that is absolutely priceless I, I, so I, you're in the group i didn't i didn't see you in the group yeah i think um i might i think i have a different account on facebook it's um i'm, right. I'm in there somewhere okay Right. Remind me. I've got to. I've got to add you. I'm. I, I loathe Facebook with a passion. I, I. I'm only on there because of the group. I wouldn't. Would have nothing to do with Facebook if, if I, I didn't have. You know. Um, but remind me. I'll. I'll have. I'll add you later. Yeah. Uh, Brock, are you on? Are you on Facebook? Yes. Same. Same deal. I really don't like it, but I have a, a you know, a Facebook page for the site and then a Facebook group, right. and so, I like it for that stuff, but. Um, but yeah, I, I actually just uh, I just uh, pulled up your group and I I got to apply to it. So, yeah. oh, cool. Um, yeah, there's quite a little <laughs> lengthy. Yeah, the guy who runs it is is yeah, he's um, quite a yeah. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure what to say in the in the questions. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please let me in. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Matthew. He's he's a uh, he's he's um. He's a saint. He really is. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't have a group if it wasn't for him. But when, he took over when I went in the hospital. I had to, I had to, um, someone had to run it, you know, and I, and I couldn't do it. So, yeah, he's, he's really cool. That's awesome. Anyway, I look, I look forward to, um, um, interacting with you guys on there. Um, and I, I, I think I really should go. I've got, to, ironically, I have to edit tomorrow's video. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. The work, the work never stops. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, I have to pack for a two-week trip to Ireland. So, oh, you got oh, of course, right, right, right. Two weeks, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got to get all my my son's extra watches packed too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let you know when this goes up. Um, thanks for getting on tonight, and looking forward to to chatting in the future. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, Brock, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you as well. Yeah, likewise. Glad we got to do this. Cool.